Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from San Diego, California. Welcome to the show, Owen Barrett. Thank you, Victor. Thank you for having me. Well, great to have you here. So, Owen, for the folks that don't know you as well, why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you got into this particular segment of real estate investing? Yeah. Like a lot of people, my journey to commercial real estate was an indirect one. Uh, My background's in energy management and finance. And before getting involved with real estate, I was an energy manager for a Fortune 100 company. So essentially, my job was to save the company money by saving energy. Um, I had to identify energy projects with high ROIs and then manage the implementation of them. I quit my job after about five years to start an energy management company to help schools. And I wanted to help schools because it seemed like they were behind the curve when it came to energy management. And energy is a funny topic because it seems like most people treat it as an inescapable expense. It's overhead that seems to increase every year. But I think it's comical because in any industry, energy projects can deliver the best financial returns of any type of project. So it doesn't matter if you measure the returns in ROI, NPV, payback, cash on cash, IRR, or any other metric. If done correctly, energy projects will always be at the top of the list. Um, so I targeted schools. In about 18 months, we had annual sales of $12 million and that opened up some opportunities into real estate investing that I hadn't had before. Um, So way back in college, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and like a lot of people loved it. The problem was I had no money and a lot of student debt, so investing was challenging to say the least. I found that since I was trying to operate a company of my own, the best option that I had was syndication. And as I looked over pro formas for different opportunities, I noticed pretty quickly that the impact that energy projects, mainly solar, could have on these investments. So if executed correctly, solar can generate cash-on-cash returns of 25 to 60% and accelerate how quickly GPs can refinance their properties. And I've started to see that this opportunity is so large that myself and a couple partners actually started another company called Value Add Solar, And the goal of this company is to help other syndicators add value to their properties with solar. I love that. And so one of the things that is certainly quite variable, if you look across the country, there's varying conditions, varying economic conditions. In some places, energy is extremely cheap. In other places, energy is extremely expensive. So obviously, the payback varies depending on where you are. And then secondly, of course, is the discussion of subsidies early on in the world of solar and other renewable forms of energy, governments often stepped in, provided subsidies, provided a very high kilowatt hour rate to sell power back into the electrical grid. And as the price of solar panels have come down, many of those subsidies in some areas have disappeared. So it's a constantly changing landscape. It's pretty fluid. What, what's been your perspective? Yeah, that's, that's definitely accurate. What's interesting is that in states with historically low prices of electricity, um, like Texas, they still incentivize solar quite heavily. So in three particular areas, the DFW market, San Antonio, and Austin, there's rebates of about $0.60 per watt. 
which usually covers about 30% of the installed cost. If you combine that with the 26% tax credit and bonus depreciation, um, you really take off a pretty big chunk of the upfront cost. Illinois is actually the best state in the country right now to install solar because um, of the state incentives that they have there. You can install or install solar for about 15 cents on the dollar. And then Missouri is also pretty strong with a rebate of 25 cents per watt. So what we see is that it is really fluid. It, it depends strongly on local incentives. And then there are states with much higher costs of electricity that don't have the same incentives, but because electricity costs is higher, the financial return is about the same. Back in my technology days, when I was a little bit more deeply immersed in this, the the nirvana that everyone was aiming for was a buck a watt. You know, when the industry reached a buck a watt, it would be self-sustaining and economical. And I think we're actually getting close to those numbers, especially with a lot of the new capacity that's been injected into the market. What are you seeing in terms of the actual installed costs these days for new solar infrastructure? So in most of the Midwest um, states, it's about $1.80 per watt. It can go up or down depending on the size. So you hit certain economies of scale with larger systems. And then in California, where everything's a little bit more expensive, it's closer to $2, maybe $2.10 a watt. But again, it really fluctuates depending on the size of the system. So the larger the system is, the lower that um, unit cost or that installed cost per watt will be. What do you see on the horizon that's going to bring that cost per watt down? Or are we just going to live with subsidies until at some point the technology improves or maybe the manufacturing uh, economies of scale improve to the point where we actually hit that you know, $1 a watt target? Yeah, so the, the technology itself is constantly decreasing in price. But what's happening is incentives are moving in the opposite direction. So while the material cost is going down, the installed cost may actually go up um, once those tax credits disappear, the rebates disappear. So what I tell everyone is to try and install solar while the rebates still exist, because generally what happens is local utilities or states develop these rebate programs. They put a certain amount of money into them. And then once the money's gone, it's gone for good. Um, so what we see generally is that if people take advantage of the programs when they exist, they're a lot better off than waiting for the technology to hopefully go down in cost in the future. So that's on the economic side in terms of the, let's say the cost per kilowatt hour. Solar radiation obviously varies from geography to geography. The further north you get when it's in the wintertime, you just don't have that many hours. You've got plenty in the summer. How does this vary by geography, the effectiveness of a solar system? Yeah, it's a great question as well. What I would say is the most important part is to make sure that regardless of who's doing the installation, of the solar that it's being modeled correctly. So in San Diego and in certain parts of the country, Arizona, we have over 300 days per year of sunshine. Um, in certain parts of the Midwest and New England, it's far fewer, it's a lot cloudier. But as long as your modeling software is taking local weather into its calculations, the economic returns will be accurate. So as long as you're modeling weather that is historical to the area where you're doing the installation, you'll be fine. But the number of solar hours do vary city to city and state to state. There's many different systems out there. There's ones where you are banking the power in a battery bank and then, you know, bleeding that off during hours where you don't have daylight. And then the other approach is to sell it back into the grid. 
if you're building a multifamily project or if you have some other commercial project, what do you see as the most economical? So the most economical depends on the particular rules of that jurisdiction. So Texas, for instance, does not have net metering, which means you cannot sell excess energy back to the grid. So systems in Texas are generally smaller than systems in California where you can net meter. Um, In terms of energy storage, that usually makes sense more in markets where there's a large difference in the cost of electricity at day compared to night because you're basically doing energy arbitrage where you're charging your batteries at night when it's cheap and then you're using that cheap energy during the day when it's expensive from the grid. Um, So again, it's it's a little bit challenging to kind of give a blanket statement because it really changes state to state where the rules for those utilities are different based on um, where the installation is taking place. For someone looking to install solar, looking to consider solar for a multifamily project or for a commercial project, where do they even start to figure out if this is something that they're interested in, if it makes sense? Yeah, I would say for every single state in the country, the lowest cash on cash return you're going to see is 12%. Um, we've done analyses in Kansas, which to me is one of the worst markets in the state for solar. And we still saw a cash on cash return of 12%. And then in other states, like I said, it can be as high as 60. What I would recommend is reaching out to a local installer um, and asking them for an estimate, but making sure that they understand your goals for the property. So if you want to refinance in three years, They need to know that and understand how their solar is going to affect that transaction. If you want to sell within 10 years, again, they need to know that. My company will do free analyses with 12 months of utility bills and a lot of other companies will do the same. But the most important thing is that whoever you're using understands your time frame and your goal for the property because it's very different if you want to sell within five years versus holding a property for the long term. That makes sense. Now, what about the different economic models? I know there's programs out there where you can you can lease the equipment and pay a monthly fee, pay a monthly leasing cost to the equipment owner. There's other models that are a revenue share. There's all kinds of different models out there. What is the most effective in your experience? For investors that are looking to hold on to a property for five to 10 years and then hopefully resell, The best model is probably to use cash outright or some kind of solar loan where you could pay off the balance of the liability in a refinance. Um, If you're holding onto the property for the long term and you're really more interested in just consistent cash flow year to year, one of the third party financing options like a PPA could make sense. But those definitely do not make sense for shorter term, five to 10 years, because there, there can be a lot of issues that come up. Um, with the sale of the property and, and the new owner taking ownership of the liability of the solar system. That makes sense. So oftentimes when we talk about the payback on a system like this, we measure that in years. Uh, financing obviously plays into that. What is the typical payback? In California, Texas, Illinois, Missouri, and Hawaii, it's probably about three years. Um, in sort of the second tier states like Colorado and some New England states, it's closer to five years. And then in states like Kansas, where there really aren't any incentives and electricity costs is pretty low, it's closer to eight years. Um, so 
that's why it really depends or it's really important for the installer to understand the goal of the investors and the goal of the property because you can model things different. You can do different financing options that will better align with the overall goal of the investment. That's fascinating. Fascinating. Well, if folks want to get in touch and they want to learn more. What's the best way? Yeah, our website is www.valueaddsolar.com and people can get a hold of me through my email, which is owen, O-W-E-N, at valueaddsolar.com. Fantastic. Well, it's such a an important topic and it's one that I see really is a growing area. I see it in a lot of places, uh, a lot of investment going into solar and a lot of different projects, principally commercial, but increasingly in residential and so for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Owen at valueaddsolar.com. His email is directly owen at valueaddsolar.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.